Hello again. We are Chris Lee, Max Barr, and Blake Lovell here to preview and predict Kentucky's hosting of Alabama, two of the leagues, two of the country's higher scoring teams. Alabama hitting the road, coming off a big overtime home win against Florida. Kentucky coming off a road loss at LSU that happened at the buzzer. We think this is going to be a very exciting game. We will get into the whys of that momentarily, but first a reminder, we are presented by BetOnline, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today. Become part of the team. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online. The game starts here. All right, this one is going to start on Saturday. You can catch it on CBS. That is 3 p.m. I believe that is Central. I'll let Max correct me if I'm wrong. Max is our guy. We throw it to first with expectations on odds, injuries, stuff like that. So first of all, Alabama, according to Ken Palm, He's got a 43% chance to win, meaning Kentucky's the favorite. No, I'm sorry. He's got Alabama the favorite here. Mm -hmm. um, 90 to 88 is the predicted final. Um, yeah, Kentucky with a 43% chance to win. Uh, the confusion there accounts to how much we think this is a toss-up game. Tell us what Bark Torvik's got and, and any updates on, on injuries because we've had some key guys out lately for both teams. Yeah, this this line is probably not going to be what Ken Palm's projecting it at. They Ken Palm has a two point favorite for Alabama. I think it might be even flipped the other way, uh, mm -hmm. especially with the Latrell Wright cell news, um, because I mean we've seen Kentucky perform with with guys out probably the entire season, and Trey Mitchell's been out for a few games now. But Alabama's kind of avoided the injury bug, and you you kind of saw uh, that offense. I mean, they still put up an incredible game, but you saw them. They didn't shoot well without Latrell Wrightsell. Wrightsell is the fifth best shooter in the SEC in conference play. So I think that that baked into the line. Wrightsell is day to day with a head injury, so I'm not. I would call him questionable if we're playing a fantasy, right? Um, so I think it'll probably be a slight favorite for Kentucky, but this total might be one of the highest pregame totals of the entire season. Ken Palm's got this thing at 178. That that is just unbelievably high. So, get ready for some points. What's the deal with Trey Mitchell? <clears throat> day to day. I, I mean, day to day, right? I think that's So you got two players on or you got one player on each side here that I think there's a lot to a lot of ways this could go. And yeah. I know, you know, again, Kentucky could say, well, we won a game without Trey Mitchell, big game, but then we turn around and lost against LSU, right? So I don't think it's as simple as saying this or that. Alabama, as you said, did not shoot it as well without Wrightsell on the floor. Because um, what even Nate Oates said, I think I found it after the Texas A&M game, saying that, you know, Wrightsell was one of the best shooters he's ever coached. And yeah. so if you take a guy like that off the floor, then that changes the dynamic for a little bit for a team that goes on the road, and you just don't expect them to shoot it as well on the road as you would at home. But then again, as we said, Alabama's been kind of invincible at times uh, in terms of their scoring. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this is it's quite a setup here. 
uh, when you sort of look at it and try to figure out which strength's going to win out here because these are two teams that are just great offensively and two teams that have had their issues at times defensively. And so makes for a, a fun matchup, maybe the most entertaining matchup of the year, as you said, on paper. Yeah, I think you've got three teams in this league that are very alike in, in construction and point distribution and what they do well and what they don't. And, and it's Kentucky, Florida, and Alabama. And Alabama just played one of those teams in, at home and is now going on the road to play another. So I think that adds to I – I, I feel like any time these three teams play, I'm I'm inclined to watch just because I kind of like my offense and games that can get in the 80s, 90s, 100. I mean, they're, they're super entertaining teams. You got Rob Dillingham doing a, a lot of stuff, um, including that near-impossible shot he hit to beat LSU. I think you've got just a lot of uncertainty continuing with Kentucky and who's going to be out there at a given time. You still got Justin Edwards getting a lot of minutes. You got DJ Wagner's hit a little bit of a slump. And Mitchell – Man, I, I don't know what's going to go on with him because let's remember Mitchell missed a couple of games with was it a back injury? Didn't play against Fandy, didn't yep. play against Georgia, played against Ole Miss, didn't play well, and then missed the last two games. And now it's he's got something else, doesn't he, Max? I I think it's just the back. Yeah, sure that was my understanding. <laughs> yeah, it's for Alabama the right cell injury. They they won without him. Uh, Mark Sears is, is a player of the year type guy. He can oh, yeah. just carry a team. He even made a big defensive play the other night. Grant Nelson's played a little bit better. I think that'll be an intriguing matchup. Uh, Nelson is, you know, he'll go for, for 21 night and, and eight the next. And maybe that's just Alabama spreading the, the wealth around offensively. But Kentucky's big inside, as we've noted. And just so many intriguing things in this matchup that we could point to. We could, I'm sure we could easily do a 30-minute preview. <laughs> I hope we don't do that. But, We're Max, what, are, what that. are some things that you're spotting here? Yeah, so the pretty much the storyline all season when Alabama has gone on the road has been, are they going to take care of the basketball? That That's kind of how, when, they have, when they've lost on the road, it's that has been a glaring stat line, uh, is the turnover margin. And – this is a Kentucky team that really takes care of the basketball. So I think if you're looking at a path to victory for Kentucky, I mean, you look at these offenses, both offenses are going to be great, but they do things a little bit differently. Uh, Alabama's much better offensive rebounding team, much better. And they just looked phenomenal rebounding the ball against Florida, who's one of the best rebounding teams in the nation. So I would give the rebounding edge to Alabama. I would give the uh, turnover edge to Kentucky other than that this thing is looking like it's the same team playing each other and and when that happens when it's so similar I like to turn to my betting spots the angles that I usually like to look at and that doesn't it's not an end-all be-all but it does give you an idea of you know some trends and whatnot and here we have an Alabama team coming off of an OT win now headed on the road to play two straight. So we would call this a letdown spot here for Alabama. And you have Kentucky now coming off of a one-point road loss, which was their second road game in a row, now coming home for a Saturday game, which is probably the biggest game until they play at Tennessee to end the regular season. So you'd have a bounce-back spot here. So I from, from a betting angle, 
I kind of like the spot Kentucky is finding Alabama in coming off of that OT win. Yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of <clears throat> spots necessarily you can point here and just uh, this is one of those games where like just sit back and enjoy. Yep. Don't don't try to yeah. overanalyze how many spots this team's better here or there, one percentage here, one percentage there. I I think it's just a matter of who's gonna hit shots here. Like that's what it comes down to. Who's gonna hit shots, who's gonna defend? Um both teams have gotten better in both areas as we talked about. And so I mean what's interesting, right? Alabama, we talk about Max, they're their defense, I mean, they're they're still one of the better defensive teams in they the are. SEC in conference play. They're second in three-point percentage defense in conference play. Kentucky's the best shooting team from three, 39.6%. Alabama's only allowing 30.3%. But, I mean, we've seen Kentucky in recent games win without the three. And, yeah. you know, it's like Alabama, as we said, they're also a team that can win without the three. They just did it against Florida. But can they do it on the road here? against Kentucky, who blocks a gazillion shots um, and will make it tough on them to get easy points, even if their guards are driving, right? Onyenso is going to be waiting. Other guys are going to be waiting. you know. And so I think it's that's what's a little interesting to me is Kentucky's defense, as we said, is not the greatest, but we've seen it get better, even in a loss against LSU, right? I mean, they only give up 75 points. That's a long yeah. way from where they were two weeks ago where they're giving up 94 to Florida, 103 to Tennessee, 89 to a, a Zags team, like we said, we just don't think is anywhere near you know, offensively what they have been. So, like, there is a three-game sample size here, even though one of them includes the loss. The Kentucky is defending more. They're defending a lot better. And I think, obviously, being able to block shots is a big part of that. You just have to, you know, impact shots, and they can do that. So, I'm curious to see kind of what Alabama's approach is here. Um, as we said, we know they're going to take – threes i mean they're gonna get a lot of them up and i think that's what it comes down to it's like alabama was able to still get their shots against florida eventually they started hitting some you know it wasn't it wasn't pretty at the start but you know law of averages tells you if they start two of 18 they're not going to finish two of 18 they're going to start hitting some of those shots somewhere is kentucky good enough defense to run them off the three-point line and not allow them to take threes we'll see because i mean i think it's one where you sort of look at kentucky I was looking at the numbers here, if I could find it on my screen. I mean, look at the last four teams Kentucky's played, right? No one's taken more than 22 threes against them. Um, you know, the Zags went 4 of 18. Ole Miss went 5 of 22. Auburn went 4 of 22. LSU went 9 of 20. So, again, Alabama's probably going to come out, and they would love to shoot 43s here. But it's just, is Kentucky going to defend well enough to where they can't run what they want to run to get the open threes? Because Alabama's – we know, right, if you give Alabama – Half a second just to yeah. get the ball in your hand. It's going up like somebody's shooting the ball. And so that I think is what's going to be interesting to see how they approach that defensively. Because if you give Alabama just that little bit of space, all they need is half a second. And Ryland Griffin's, Griffin's got it right here. It's going up. Sears got it. It's just going up. Like that's just how it works. So that's the big key here because we know both teams are going to score. I'd be surprised if it's a 75 73 game. So. It's just a matter of, you know, I think Kentucky defending on the perimeter is going to be very interesting here. Blake, I think you just answered the question I'm about to ask you, but it was it was the next question I was going to ask. You you rattled off all those three-point things. I think Alabama's a different animal, though. Ole Miss is a very efficient three-point shooting team, but it's not a high-volume team. Oh, yeah. I, I think, and, and again, I think you just said the answer, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. It, it feels like, 
sort of maybe throw some of that out given given who they're facing here on in terms of Kentucky's three point defense. Yes, I mean Auburn is not a great shooting team. No, um, you know, and so yeah, you can look at some of those numbers. I mean, like even what the Zags are shooting. They're they're average at best, and they don't. Really, we said it; they didn't get their points from three, anyways. So, like that wasn't even a factor. We knew they were going to pound the ball inside. So, yeah, like it's just it's the same thing. I feel like I've said for a month or two months now. It's really hard to prepare for Alabama because you can't compare them to anyone else. I mean, they're just you can't. Like yeah. you cannot compare Alabama to another team. You can say they're kind of like Florida, but they're not. Like they're just they're different, and so. That's it. It's just Kentucky, can they get the game plan they need defensively to be able to counter the fact that even if Alabama struggles shooting the three, they're going to put up so many of them that they're probably still going to find a way to hit close to 10 or more. And I think that's it. Teams that have had success against Alabama, I mean, what? I mean, if we just kind of look at it, I think we, we talked about this not long ago, right? It's There have been a couple games where they've just they've not been able to get up the bulk amount of shots that they wanted to you know 421 at Tennessee that's not that's not Alabama only getting 21 why because Tennessee pressure you to no end they don't give you the shots 9 of 26 at Auburn 26 for Alabama not a lot right this is not a lot of three-point attempts for Alabama but Auburn same thing like Tennessee they'll pressure you defensively Kentucky is not on the level of Tennessee or Auburn on defense but can they do some of the similar things like even go back to the Creighton game right 422 um you know, and they got shots up against Arizona and Purdue, but that was a long time ago. Like, this is – we've just seen the trend for Alabama, and we were laughing about Brett's comment. Like, well, Alabama didn't hit 10 threes, you know, against Florida. They still won. They still got up 32 of them, even after not putting a single three-point attempt up in the first eight minutes of the second half. They still got the 32 for the game. So, it's pretty simple for Kentucky. Find a way to get them into your bigs and hope let them hope for the best shooting over on Yenso. that's what you got to do if you're Kentucky because if you just give them the opportunities the numbers tell you they're going to shoot enough to where they're going to make enough to at least have a chance to to beat you so all right let's let's start with picks and our whys and I'll lead off uh, Blake you just you, you've outlined some excellent keys to the game you brought up the Creighton game that got me to think and I think that Alabama has run into some issues with some bigs, got got beat by Purdue and in, in seven foot four Zach Eight Edie lost uh, to Creighton, albeit that's a way Creighton doesn't lose a whole lot in Omaha. As Connecticut found out, big man Ryan Kalkbrenner lost to Tennessee. Tennessee doesn't have like a a stud seven footer, but what it does is it has muscle and physicality uh, that that one also in Tennessee's building. So. We do have a little bit of history of Alabama struggling with these type of teams. I know Kentucky's different. It's not nearly the defensive teams those other teams are, but it has size. It has Onyenso, who's taken on the bigger role, and that's made a difference. But here's here's where I come down. It used to be like death, taxes, and, and nobody wins in Rupp Arena except in Kentucky. I feel like Kentucky almost plays better away from home at times. That's That's one thing. Number two, and by the way, this is not an easy pick for me. I'm just looking for reasons. Who's won the the SEC two of the last three years and maybe three of the last four when this one's done? It's Alabama and Nate Oates. 
I just think Alabama's I, I trust Nate Oates to win a game more more than I do John Calipari these days. And, and I, I may end up looking silly. I, I don't have a strong feeling on this game, but if you make me make a pick, I usually go with it. It's evenly matched, go with the home team. I'm gonna go the other direction just for, for kicks. So give me Alabama in this one. Max. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can get, you know, a good pushback no matter what side you take in this one. I I, yeah. I really think it's gonna be a great game. Um, but the kind of the the main stat that is pushing me towards uh my pick, because I can't I really can't find much to separate these teams, and it's a rare a rare game where both teams have had poor defense but are both improving lately. So it's like there's you really it's tough to separate these two teams. So what I'm looking at is Alabama's road games this year, and they've played five road games, well, away from home. They've played five games away from home that are against a top 25 Ken Palm team. They played Purdue, Creighton, Arizona, Tennessee, and Auburn. Those are the only top 25 games they played away from home, and they lost all five of them. So mm-hmm. when when Alabama has played a Ken Palm top 25 team, a really quality team on the road, they just haven't been able to get the job done. And where I can't really find a ton to, to split these two teams, I'm going to lean into that stat, and, and I'll take the home team here. But like you said, Chris, not confidently. I really think it's going to be a great game. I'm just leaning into that uh, Alabama road woes kind of stat there. Man, I was really hoping both of you would pick Kentucky. That made my pick. A lot I know easier. you were. Now we, I'm we kind of in a spot you into a quarter here. Now, <clears throat> now I really got to think about this one. Uh, usually, it's just you know automatic. What I'm going to do? It's the opposite of you two. Oh boy. Well, well then, that makes things a little interesting here, doesn't it? You know, I came into this game and came into this week after Max and I put Alabama at the top of the power rankings this week. I said, here's what's going to happen: Alabama's going to lose somewhere along the way. Um, meanwhile, Tennessee is going to go whoop up on Missouri, which was not as, you know, as convincing as I thought it would be. Then Tennessee is going to get revenge against Texas A&M. And then next week, Tennessee is going to go back to the top of the power rankings. And so I'm going to stick with that because I, I just, this was a, I mean, this is one where, again, I thought Alabama was done against Florida. They found a way to come back and win that game. Uh, but I think Max brings up a good point. When you've seen Alabama on the road against these kind of teams, it just has gone in the other direction. Um, you know, Mississippi State was close, but I don't think Mississippi State, you know, packs the offensive punch that Kentucky does. We know that. And so it's just a little bit of a different matchup, and I think that's just kind of a more favorable matchup, it seems like, um, whereas this just feels one where Chris said it. I mean, that's what makes me a little hesitant. I'm like, well, it's just rough. Kentucky's going to win. They're going to bounce back. Well, no, but it's like oh, never mind. No, yeah. you're right, but like it's just yeah. normally you would just say automatic. Okay, yeah, Kentucky's back at Rupp. They just came off of a disappointing road loss. They're gonna they're gonna bounce back and be fine. They don't have that invincibility about them this year yeah. in that arena. I mean, if anything, they've had some of their worst defensive performances of the year in that building. And so, if I had the best offensive team you've seen, that would worry me a little bit. Um, so. But we have seen Kentucky defend better over the past three games. And I just think if Wrightsell doesn't play, I could definitely see Alabama coming out and struggling in a game like this in terms of, let's say, they just are not hitting shots or Kentucky comes out early. They're all over them. They're being – what the key phrase, Kyle Perry said, the aggressor. Kentucky has to be the aggressor. They were the aggressor for a while against LSU, but they weren't for the full 40 minutes. Um, 
they've got to be the aggressor against Alabama. Because if you let Alabama get hot, we know what can happen. I worry this could be like a Tennessee-Kentucky game or a Florida-Kentucky game. But I'll take a chance on the Cats bouncing back here. Um, mm. All because the more, the more I look at this, I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> am, am I really going to get my bowl prediction right? About Alabama winning the league, like come on, we it all come on. I can't get this right, can I? There's no way, like there's no way that they're gonna have to lose one at some point, right? I don't know, man. I I don't know at this point. These guys are just outscoring everybody, and maybe that's what's gonna happen against Kentucky. But this is huge for Kentucky. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. Like this is a huge game for the Cats because they go to Mississippi State the following Tuesday. They lose this one. They're going to be the underdog at Mississippi State. Yeah. So, and again, what happens if that if if you do that and you go in and lose that one? Then you're looking at a team that's 18 and 10 entering the final three games of the season. So, I'm going to pick them here, though. Alabama fans will be fine with that. They usually like when I pick against them, so we're all good. <laughs> I feel like we all just went to the amusement park and, and rode in one of those little barrel rides where you spin yourselves around, and, and then we hopped off. And we saw one of those little warped mirrors. Because yep. I don't know what I'm looking at here. You guys have been stumping for Alabama and been rubbing my nose in it for a while now. I was the one guy who didn't vote Alabama number one in the power rankings, and I'm the only guy to take Alabama out of the three of us. So I don't know We're what putting this on you. here. We're putting this on you, Chris. This is all on you in this game. <laughs> We're Judge about to Judy, find this out. This does not seem fair. <laughs> We've given Alabama their due this week. It's about time you do. So, all right. Thank you. We appreciate you. Right. Finally giving Alabama their due here. So Finally, right, because, you know, I've just been such a hater all along. Yeah, I think you ranked them 13th a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I ranked them behind um, behind Arkansas. and Right ahead of Missouri, because we know how much you want Dennis Gates fired. So, I mean, look, it, it makes sense. I mean, it really makes sense. Alabama 13, sure. Missouri 14. We, we get sure, it. Sure, why we not? So. All right, we, we have had fun doing this. We're having a lot of fun watching the game. This is going to be a dandy. We will talk about it probably Saturday night afterwards after all the games have been played, maybe Sunday morning. Uh, and if it's if it's Sunday morning, probably just be the two of you. Either way, we're going to talk about it. Can't wait to see what happens. Best way to get it, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, tell a friend. For Blake Lovell and Max Barham, Chris Lee, we're Southeastern 14, presented by Bet Online. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.